What's up, Dreadheads? I'm John. And I'm Joe. And welcome to a brand new episode of Spread the Dread Podcast. Joe, we're on episode 31, and this week we are we're we're, we're coming back around to it. We're doing tortures and executions <laughs> part three. Yep. How you feel about that? I'm actually excited because I again you've been doing the notes, so I have no idea what we're going to talk about. So I'm excited just to get into it, I've and I been, hope you put gory details in there. I've been hammering out notes, dreadheads. <laughs> oh, I God. went on a tear. Yeah, you did. Because as and I didn't who, do shit. <laughs> well, well, everyone who listens knows Joe's in nursing school, and I, I've got and a very, pregnant. God damn it! <laughs> right, and I and I've got a great job. Some days I can be very busy, but then there are days like I, yeah. I have the kind of job where you can't create work for yourself. It's a yeah. corporate job, like. So if 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 other departments are having a slow day, I have a slow yeah. day. So on some of those, basically on some of those days, I'm just checking emails. I'm online. I'm ready if something pops up and something pops up. I'll work on some scripts and who did I hit a lull about a week ago where work just was not popping whatsoever. Yeah. And I have to admit, I'm kind of grateful for the job because holy shit, what the fuck would we do if you weren't at home? School, kids, pregnancy, my, fuck a podcast shit, holy hell. My mental state would be a lot better. <laughs> you, you know that as well as I do, but uh, either way, I digress. Dreadheads, <laughs> thanks again for tuning in. Uh, we really don't have any kind of shout out or anything mm-hmm. like that this week. You know what? Let me, I'm jumping a gun here now, so whether you're new or you're old, or whatever to this podcast. Joe, what's the absolute best place on the World Wide Web to link up with Spread the Dread Podcast? Okay, I got this. It's spreadthedreadpodcast.com. You'll find all no, the links. No, you didn't let me do my thing. <laughs> I wanted my to fuck th- it up, damn it. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. So you're going to find direct links to all the most popular podcast applications as well, or streaming services as well as a page to our or link to our merch store or donation tiers. Um, as well as our Podbean player. Yes, the Podbean player is on the website. So, like, you can just go to the website and listen to all of our episodes. And, yeah, you know, it's got all the links right there. That's the best place to go, spreadthedreadpodcast.com. Now, obviously, if you deal with Apple or, I mean, we're, shit, we're on a, a fuckload of different services. I so think we're just, pretty much on all of them now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if 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 a new one just popped up last week and someone really kind of cool, famous techie guy, and there's like a hundred thousand down, I can't promise you we're there. <laughs> but if there's an app that's been like, I don't know, it's got a few million downloads and it's been around for a year or two, we're fucking on, and I promise you that. And we're on YouTube and BitChute. And again, all those links spread the dreadpodcast.com. Uh, now, two important places where we are is Apple and Spotify. And one of the reasons is that is that, hey, that's where like literally like almost 70% of our traffic comes from. Yeah. But also to get free stickers, you leave us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify or both. You do one for each one of them. I will send you even more. But if you do yeah. that, a five-star uh, review for us. You can have something written or not, but either way, you screenshot it, you send it to us on Facebook or Instagram or spread the dread podcast at gmail.com. 
along with your mailing address, and we're going to send you out some five-star super spreader, spread the dread podcast exclusive stickers for free. You cannot buy these stickers. These stickers are only available to you for free if you do the review and you screenshot it and send us. And there are a good bit of reviews. We appreciate all of that. But the amount of reviews we have versus the amount of stickers we've sent out, <laughs> it's obscene. there's an obscene difference. Lacking. <laughs> You've literally done the hardest part. <laughs> and the easiest shit at this point has not been done by you to get your goodies. <laughs> So if you're like, hey, I know I've left him a review and the motherfuckers never sent me a sticker, you need to double check and make sure you send us that screenshot. Uh, also, one final thing before we kick over to the episode. Joe mentioned on our website you're going to find the donation tiers. You'll yes. see us post those up. We're revamping those to where $50 is going to be the absolute maximum limit. Mm-hmm. Basically, what you the last time you saw one of those images for those, mm-hmm. you basically move everything down in price, and it's pretty much the same. But I bring that up to bring this up, the fact that upcoming, we actually have had two Spread the Dread Fans, I mean, at this point, we're talking official dreadheads <laughs> through and through who have donated the $50 tier to us. That is Cassie and Christopher. <laughs> and they have got to pick an episode of Spread the Dread, our main podcast, so that we're going to cut. We've already got the picks from them, Joe. Yes. We've, all, we, we've already got the script. For both, both of them. Because of you. Already, yes, we've like, already, got, cla- the, but we've already got the images for both of those because yeah. of you. So you're definitely going to want to follow along on IG, Facebook, all that stuff so that you get all the updates as we put them out about the episodes. But yes, I'm looking forward to both of those. And thank you again to Cassie, Casey, and Christopher for that fucking awesome thing. And if you're ever thinking about wanting to like do a little bit extra for us, don't you worry, our show will never be behind a paywall. But if you want to just be like, hey, I want to fucking do it, that $50 tier, Joe's not bad. No, I don't you think it is. No, you get a good $30 bit. in swag because you get a free t shirt and you, oh, yeah, we, yeah. We, we communicate with you and say, hey, you go pick on it. there. Which one do you want? Yeah. You get like three stickers. Yeah. Do you get to We're pick not an looking episode? to try to get rich. I think no. what it is, it's like this common thing that common misconception when you have a merch store is that um you're trying to pilfer but really it's kind of like an agreement to advertise like that's all we're asking well, yeah, because you like us we like that you like us there's yep. a shirt yeah yep. and there's, there's some other things coming up but again one big big time shout out to casey and christopher yes, for those dollars donations Y'all's picks, uh, y'all's episode picks are coming up. Mm-hmm. Y'all already know that two. we've talked. To, right. No, I don't know if it's the next two in a row, but we're gonna have like some uh, some video footage is coming oh, out. Yeah. that's gonna show okay. all about that, and I don't have the schedule right in front of me, but I do know the notes for both of their episodes. Okay, that's probably just done. what's messing me up. Yeah, yeah, that's probably all done. so. But yeah, yeah, so that's gonna be coming up. Uh, again, if, you know, check out our donation stuff, you know, our store where you can get some cool swag. And then again, you know, if you have a podcast, you dig us. If you have a business, if you know, something like that, and you're thinking about wanting to do the promo swap, we love to do free promo swaps with mm-hmm. anybody. So you can hit us up for that as well. But 
Let me now shut down all the intro <laughs> shit, Joe. It's time to get to the meat and potatoes of this episode. Yes. Do you agree? Yes. Let's Absolutely. Do it. Absolutely. She's pregnant. I love you. You're beautiful and large and in charge. <laughs> so let us push right on through to episode number 31, Dreadheads. We are into part three of Spread the Dreads coverage of tortures and executions. So, because these don't usually, these don't actually follow our usual floor, floor mat. No, floor. and I, I do want to point out right now before floor you mat. start. <laughs> uh, whatever the fuck that is. Floor mat, sorry, yeah. You should mat. look at it. Our uh, fox is about to be three. He has more of a format when he fucking scribbles with Crayolas on his big ass coloring book. <laughs> However, uh, I do want to make sure to point out, obviously, as we said earlier, this is part three. Mm -hmm. Now, there's, I mean, we may reference back to part one or two, but basically we're just doing a bunch of different implements, weapons, methods, shit like that. This is part three of it. So if you haven't heard the other ones, you don't necessarily necessarily You're not need to chronological pause. order or some shit. Yeah. No, it's just a collection. No, absolutely. So with that, I'm gonna kick it right back over to mm-hmm. Joe to start us off. Yeah, so the first thing on our list is the Pau de Arar, aka the Bozier Shankel, aka Macaw's Perch. Yeah, that's a lot. So it's actually a that's Portuguese. Like three term. different languages I know. that have it. So that lets you know right there that I guess it's, it's effective. It's been some it's, guy came along and was like, hey, that's a good idea. I'm going to take that back with it's me. It's being used more than it's uh, <laughs> more than any of us should probably like that it's being yeah. used. But yeah, let's talk about it. You said the Pau de Arara, a.k.a. Uh, Boger Schaukel, a.k.a. Macaw's Perch. So, yeah. so explain, break that one down for us. So they're saying that the Pau de Arara is actually a Portuguese term that literally tr- translates to Macaw's Perch. So that's okay. why they're getting the AK. It's just a translation. So but- for, for us English-speaking folks, mm-hmm. they obviously, obviously when you hear three different names for it, the Pau de Arara mm-hmm. and the Boger Shaukel and the Macaw's like Perch. Bird. <laughs> but if you, if you speak English as your native tongue and you hear those three things, Things, one of those makes the most sense to you, <laughs> which is Macaw's Perch, but that's, yeah. that comes directly, as you just said, from the Portuguese translation. So, mm. so yeah, go ahead. Okay, so the term originates from the habit of trying, uh, you know, a bird's trying to uh, be on a pole for sale. Tying so, them. yeah, they would tie, yes, they yeah. would basically most of the times I've seen them, they were kind of hanging upside down, and it's kind of like the feet ace. were lashed. Yeah, with that infinity, the eight to Something, eight knot. Yeah, whatever. Kind of goes around like the ankle of the bird and around the perch and yeah, all that. Yeah, there's kind of a wooden bracket system. They were all lashed to by the feet upside down. So they, I, you know, I guess a lot of their wing strength and shit like that was nullified. Okay, so this is one of the ones I actually pulled the image of um, for the, the art of the episode. So it's the one where the guy's hanging upside down and... He's literally, all you see is his wrist kind of bound to his feet, um, but it's on the episode card. So, yeah, that's the Macaw's Perch. That's what that is. And, and once again, dreadheads, you guys and girls and either or, neither nors, must always remember that when you see sweet-ass images from us, they all come from Joe. Well, me stealing images off the internet and then putting them on a She takes them and she modifies them <laughs> enough where legally... 
we're good. <laughs> well, we don't and make no money off of it, so we're good. <laughs> right, yeah. If someone sued us, honestly, I think that maybe... They'd be maybe practicing, the only... but they wouldn't get none would of they, <laughs> Would they award them some of our debt? Ooh, that would be good. That's more fair. That'll fucking right, right, right up, right, get it around <laughs> you right get there, right you. there. Okay, Joe, yeah. so back into okay. the uh, Pau de Arara. Uh, now, obviously, we said that was Portuguese for Macaw's perch. Yeah, I would assume. I would assume. No, no, that's the truth. That's what's in the notes. I, I researched all this. That is like the translation. Oh, well, I didn't actually see where it said literal translation. <laughs> I, I think you may have literally said, said that. that earlier. Oh, God. I don't know. Maybe the baby at this point's feeding. I'm off really your brain. sleepy. I think that's what the problem is. I'm a little delirious. I don't know, but uh, but yes. Yeah, so the the it was used as a torture device developed uh, during the Brazilian military dictatorship, and it was designed to cause severe joint and muscle pain as well as headaches and psychological trauma. Now you got to yeah. remember, dreadheads. You're upside down. These yes, they're upside down. All the mm. blood's flowing to the head. That's yeah. going to cause a lot of pain, a lot of shit going on in your head, physical feelings of it. Yeah. I, I am correct there, miss. I'm currently in nursing school. <laughs> I have a bachelor's in psychology. You just said, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I was actually trying to put myself into that position, like thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, I can see where it creates the, uh, you know, joint and muscle pain because your body obviously is not accustomed to having those particular joints and muscles actually pulled on not, no, in that direction. And then, yeah, so you're already kind of forced into a fetal-like position with your knees against your chest, that elevates your blood pressure. You have water collecting, you know, fluids collecting into your head. That's going to increase blood pressure. And so I'm like, okay, yeah, it's going to make your fucking head hurt. Like that guy off of the butcher. <laughs> we, I know that was below the belt, but I threw it in there. We, we don't speak... <laughs> We don't speak of that movie. I know. I'm sorry. I had to All do the it. things with movies <laughs> I've we've done on here and will do on here, we don't talk about that one. <laughs> I'm so, so sorry. We fucking stroll right along. Now this technique, Joe, is believed to have originated from Portuguese slave traders, which used uh. the quote unquote Pau de Arara. As a form of punishment for disobedient slaves. Now, it was also used in Auschwitz during World War II, where it was known as the Bulger Schakel. I'm sure someone could correct us on that, but that was uh, in, in Bugger English. Seesaw. The Bogger <laughs> Seesaw, which was named uh. after the SS officer who first applied it, uh, Wilhelm Bogger. Now, the device was, uh, it was used as a restraint. Uh, uh, for a combination of uh, different torture techniques, such as waterboarding, uh, oh, removing toenails oh. and fingernails. Yeah, that's... Uh, you're already in such a vulnerable position. I mean, your asshole is wide open, and they're over there torturing you like that. There's there's a lot of shit coming out of people. I mean, to be fair, if I was... I mean, if I was straight up like Macaw's perched, <laughs> you know, like these Portuguese... Um, and yeah, the way they string them up, because like basically their wrists and their ankles are lashed Together. to the same bar. Yeah, that's what I'm so saying. You your knees are in your chest with, with the head pointing down, dreadhead. So yeah, imagine that there's one side you could be a pipe, bamboo, whatever, whatever yeah. the lick the the instrument is. 
right around the balls of your ankles is lashed to it, and that's the same place your wrists are lashed to, oh. and you're hanging upside down. So yes, I can as, imagine. For me, my butthole is right out front. Any imperfection I have there that I would have never known is on full display. God forbid they capture me <laughs> during a noonday sun. Because they're gonna see, they'll see inside of it. And you, <laughs> Joe, you're my you're my wife. You know I'm a clincher. So you know what I'm saying? That's good lighting if they can sit down inside there. But yes, but it's all oh, of a sudden. Oh, but you know it's crazy though. I just read down in your notes. It wasn't just for toenails, fingernails, braiding, applying electric shocks to the testicles, as well as miscellaneous sexual abuses. Like, you are on full fucking display. There is no thwarting that abuse. Like, you're going to take it. Like, that's terrible. You're right. (laughs) And that brings me back to my point of, if you think about the way, (laughs) and you know, dreadheads, I beg of you, if you're not in some sort of vulnerable situation this moment look at the thumbnail the image whatever if you're on youtube bit shoot apple spotify any other ones look at the image for this episode <laughs> you will see the person that is strung up with their wrists and and ankles tied to the same thing hanging upside down you'll see it all right now you got to imagine pointing directly <laughs> towards the sky is your completely indefensible butthole <laughs> All right. There's nothing you can do. <laughs> nothing. nothing. <laughs> it's right. Joe, it's almost magnetically universally north. And if you didn't whatever know what prostate milking was, you would then go through it. <laughs> whatever the center of our known universe actually is that draws everything towards it, that's where your butthole is. And your butt, mind you, while it is this exposed, your hands are lashed via, do you realize how useless your fucking hands are without your wrists? (laughs) It's terrible. That's like having a gun, but no ammo. Or vice versa. Ammo and no gun. But that's what I'm saying. You're in this really vulnerable position. And like you said, they, they, they could do any yeah. manner of stuff to you. Uh, it's just crazy to have all that there. And then like you said, like, I'm a big thing about my nails. Uh-huh. I am. And, I, and I'm a nail biter, not in a nervous way. But like, I can't even remember the last time I actually like took a pair of like nail cutters for my fingernails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're habitual on that. Yeah, yeah. but... Oh my goodness, I couldn't even imagine that. So let's 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 break out of that. Yeah. And just and, go right and, into the next and move one. along yeah. because we could probably do a whole episode fucking just thinking about all the <laughs> fucking terrible shit that could go on with that one. Yeah. But this is torture with an S and executions with an S. Go ahead, sorry. I was gonna say, what is that fetish where the guy likes the thing stuck down his dick hole? <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> I wonder if that's where it originated. No, I mean, I, I huffed because I, 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 this is terrible. Because, yeah, I know you know the terminology. No, it you're went like, the wrong oh. way. Everything's going the wrong way. <laughs> I don't know the terminology. Maybe I do, but I can't think of it at this exact moment. What I remember, like most people our age, 
is the video gif or whatever clip oh God. of kids in a sandbox. There we go. Something yeah. where the male likes it down his urethra. That I mean, technically, if someone was on him a cause perch, you could do that to him. They can't do shit. And again, I think at this point, we all want to move on <laughs> and stop thinking about how completely defenseless we are by simply someone having a pole or a sturdy log or tree branch or a nice piece. I mean, literally, no matter what the climate or the natural conditions are of a location, someone can find enough stuff to lash a human by his by his or hers either or neither nor his wrist and ankles to a long cylindrical tube and do what they will. So, knowing that, respecting that, and really wanting to move on from that, Joe, <laughs> so thank you for just pulling us back in real quick and being like, hey, you're not getting out that easy. Let's move on to the next one, Joe. The boot, a.k.a. the Spanish boot, a.k.a. the Malay boot. I'm going to imagine boots are involved, <laughs> Joe. Would you mind elaborating it? Yeah, yes. sure. Um, a family instruments of torture and interrogation, variously designed to cause crushing injuries to the foot and or leg. Um, so the the varieties uh, actually included the Spanish boot, which is also sometimes called the scarpines, and the Malay boot. One type was made of four pieces of like narrow wood. And then they would actually nail it together. Um, kind of like if you would uh, imagine like pipe fitting together from side to side. Um, the boards so were measured. Like a solid object. It was like constructed from four pieces and was able to be assembled. Yeah, exactly. And you uh-huh. said, so now was that the Spanish or the Malay version? Do you know? Because um, the boot's very generalized. I mean, I'm sure who even fucking knows when you hear how. Uh, I, I don't want to say rudimentary, but it's true how simplistic this is. Mm-hmm. You got to imagine so many cultures probably used a variant of this, even if we never found. Well, yeah, a it's a crusher. I it. mean, it's it's essentially crushing because, like, right. yeah. So I mean, it's but the who first thing hasn't think about. hit a piece of furniture with their fucking foot and mm-hmm. realized that that is a vital fucking piece of your body? <laughs> And it is not good for hitting shit. <laughs> like the moment. It doesn't like, take damage well. It doesn't, no, yeah. no. Bump into like a fucking counter or, or split a toy. Split your toe, toe or, or back. Your step toes. on. Watch Home Alone. One or two. Or step on your own kid's Legos. Uh. And you realize real quick why back even as cave people, we started thinking about shoes. Eh? Something, even a fucking sandal. Thongs, if you're in Australia, like our Boganabi fucking, you know, brothers and sisters and shit like that. But yeah, Joe, go, go on about the boot. Yeah, so um, the boards were actually measured to fit the person's legs that was going to be tortured. And once the leg was enclosed, the wedges would be hammered between those boards. And that's what actually created the pressure. So they would continue increasing that pressure um, until the victim confessed or actually lost consciousness from, you know, shock and the pain. Now, the newer variants have included uh, iron vices. Um, sometimes armed with spikes that would squeeze the feet and metal frames employed red hot pokers. Oh, so like 
you would be getting crushed and like seared, burned, yeah. or what? Holy yeah. fucking So yeah, hell. so the spikes would be hot, so it'd be like poking and prodding as well. Good God. Yeah, that's just another layer of shit right there. Like, it's so unnecessary, too. Like, you're already crushing my foot. I am literally moments away, and then you're like, hey, <laughs> you think that hurts? You sit there, you may have like a, I don't know, two more seconds of loyalty in you. How would you like to take away 1.5 <laughs> seconds of that and feel this? Uh, and just ram something hot into a fucking foot that's already being crushed? Exactly. What fucking... This is the kind of shit... I love doing these episodes, Joe, because this is the kind of shit, particularly for me, and I'm I, honestly, you guys know, if you're a dreadhead, I don't give a fuck what you do outside of being a dreadhead, listening to us and supporting us. Do your thing as long as you ain't fucking hurting nobody. But being raised religious like I was, like, I don't know, like, just, I associate a lot of, like, the foot crushing and stuff. I mean, we got a Spanish version of it. We're always talking Spanish Inquisition, like, oh, my God. God, I know. Like, I always think it's funny when I'm like, "Oh, we're so barbaric these days," and I'm like, "Motherfucker, we don't do this shit no more." No, okay, we're not barbaric. That was, that was what I was ultimately yeah. building up towards. Was like, you know, I I know we all sit here and think the shit's so much fucked up, but like, then you you gotta always. There's a variable. Like, if you've learned basic, what was it? Probably pre-algebra. Mm. You're half Asian, you know. <laughs> but but <laughs> when you first get your variables into mm. something, that's pre-algebra. Like that's pretty mm. early on. Yeah. Once you get out of the basic, you know, arithmetic shit. Yeah. But that's what is there is how easily accessible all of this stuff is now. Uh-huh. If I want to see actual footage of this shit, assuming the footage has actually been filmed, there you will not stop me from finding it. Uh-huh. You absolutely, actually, if, if you know how to navigate the surface web, what, that's just your normal, hey, I have a Google or a Chrome search engine, like that kind of Chrome shit. Chrome browser, what? you don't have a Tor browser. You really don't even, uh, for a lot of this certain stuff that we're talking about here, you can fucking find it. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that right now, fucking Reddit, it's, it's fucking there and it's not hard to figure it out. Yeah. But that's what the thing is, Joe, is that we're, we're, if we want to see how bad it can be, we have 24-hour access to it, and that has nothing to do with news. We can now pick what we're watching or viewing or taking in at any given time. Mm-hmm. So with, with shit like this, oh, man, any of this stuff we talk about, I guarantee you can find the fucking videos for it. Oh, yeah, it's probably being implemented somewhere by the cartel. Right, right. Yeah. So, uh, I but saw anyway, the- but yeah. So th- this boot was an effective and mechanically elegant torture device. That was the words chosen, um, and was widely employed throughout Europe and parts of Asia to extract information. I mean, so I that that, that rent- lends credence to what you just said. Is like that's a pretty ingenious way to extract information because that is going to be very, very painful. Well, if if you think about it, I mean, if you think about it in real simplistic terms, mm-hmm. uh, you don't have to have very much uh, a, a very large variety of natural objects around you to kind of create something that could do this. If you have a few trees and some heavy rocks, it doesn't matter how primitive you are, you could construct something kind of like a boot just to crush an extremity for a person. Oh, yeah. So that's where I kind of sit there and I'm like, oh, man, could you imagine how many cultures actually practice this? But they they may have been so rudimentary, like I said, they were simply using stones and like pieces of trees. 
that ain't going to hold up over, you know, thousands, tens of thousands of years for archaeologists yeah. to pull up like these Spanish and Malay ones were. So that's what I really enjoy about the boots. So now, Joe, let's get talking about the strapado. So let's kick it off. Yeah, the strapado. It's a form of torture uh, wherein the victim's hands are tied behind his back and suspended by a rope attached to the wrist, typically resulting in dislocated shoulders. So um, it's this. It's even though these are all three different names, um, the, it's the same exact position. So think about how if you get arrested, your hands go behind your back. And then now somebody's pulling up on your arms. Yes, you are going to dislocate your shoulders. It's like peeling the, one of those like metal fucking so, tops off of a fucking can. So now, and, and I could be wrong with my assumption here, so correct me if I am. But if I'm not mistaken, there's some joints on your body that you can dislocate pretty easily. And at the initial point of dislocation... It's not even insanely painful. Like, it's not even something. It's more of a throbbing post sensation once it happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, is it painful to dislocate the shoulder? I just see that's a big ass bone thing there. And since, again, you have a BA in psychology, I know that doesn't do with that. But when I said that and you were listening was just like, well, that's not medical. <laughs> you also are about a year away from becoming a fucking full certified RN. Mm-hmm. Is that like dislocating a shoulder? How bad does that so hurt? We, we haven't covered musculoskeletal um, in that in depth. Um, the only thing that well, I see. I thought you would be able to talk more to that because of your knee and all that. You've had it dislocated. Oh, but I well. could, and I could only assume that it's just uh, a different type of sens- sensation. But it's like probably relatively the same on the pain scale as what you had to go through. Um, but I've never had anything like fully dislocated. So to give a quick overview, dreadheads, I don't think we've even we may have never even covered this. Yeah, if we, we have. I'm going to do it quick. But uh, my right leg. Uh, I got a scar that's about a little over a foot long. I had two knee surgeries when I was in middle school. So roughly between uh, seventh or no, it's like sixth to eighth grade, roughly, uh, without getting too into it. Um, where below the joint of my knee, the, the, the part of my leg below that was starting to bow outwards and it was causing me to actually dislocate my knee a lot. And I played football. Uh, I mean, you guys have seen me. I'm, uh, I'm still chubby, but I used to be fat as shit. I had, I had a good football (laughs) offensive lineman body. I had a perfect one. Um, but yeah, that happened. And so I, you know, I, there was a couple times that like, uh, one time during football practice, when I went off of the line, when we were doing a play, uh, my knee completely slid out of fucking joint socket, whatever the fuck you call it. And I just got bowled over and literally below my right knee like that part of the leg was literally just under my back Mm. when i got folded over good thing because i guess because when it happened i was all real limber and shit Mm -hmm. so it didn't cause extra shit but when my knee would go out of socket it it was like it was crazy it was like it wouldn't hurt when it went out of socket but like the moment it was done doing the action of going out of socket and luckily, with with every time I had it, I don't know if it was instinct or whatever, but like it was not. I didn't have to have somebody put it back in. I almost oh. had like an instinctual reflex when mm. it happened every time, and it happened. I mean, at least 
well into the double digits of times, even during the surgeries. It wasn't something that happened like 30 times a day, but, Mm -hmm. you know, at least somewhere between 10 to 25 times between all the surgeries where it would go out pretty hardcore. And when it would happen, I would just collapse because it would happen unexpected. And I was completely one legged at the time. And usually during that point of where I would kind of go to the ground and try to swing it out, I'd pop it back in. So it was usually from it sliding out to sliding back in was only a manner of like, I would say one to three seconds in, I gotcha. in most cases. I gotcha. But honestly. You the, your preservation reaction was there. It was just like, I, it was on point. Maybe. But yeah. but so when it would slide out and then like I said, you know, one to three seconds, I did something and it would slide back in. Again, I'm not going to say that those actions didn't hurt, but I don't remember feeling anything other than like a really weird sensation and like some pressure where shit was kind of moving back and forth mm-hmm. in an extreme manner within the the time frame of one to three seconds. But then like as soon as everything was done, uh, you know, it had slid out, slid back in. I was set. Mm-hmm. No matter if that took 0.5 seconds or, you know, 5.5 seconds. Mm-hmm. I literally don't remember. I can't remember actually feeling anything during that. But like the moment that that was over and I was settled. An immediate, like, really hard, like, if you've ever, you know, like, a throbbing sensation. But, like, if the throbbing sensation has, like, a painful epicenter it's coming from, like, you know what I'm like saying? Almost like, almost like a squeezing sensation with it? Well, you can tell exactly where the throb's coming from. So, like, for my oh, knee, I got it was, once all that shit was done, it immediately radiated through my entire body from my knee like i I could feel it passing through appendages and shit like that but again that's tough if someone just dislocated one time i don't know i'm I'm giving a personal account to it yeah yeah but, yeah, but, I'm yeah, not so, sure, so, but sorry. even our boys even had the uh, nursemaid's elbow. Yeah, Both yeah, so, do, but so, like I said, everything's a little bit different, but again, yeah. I mean, usually when that's happening in the event of this strapado or yeah. reverse hanging, Palestinian hanging, uh, it, it's just kind of a prelude, y'all. I'll let yeah. you get back to your description. Oh, no, now. it's fine. Yeah, no, I appreciate the explanation. That's what I was asking for. So, obviously, um, you know, once the shoulders are dislocated and you're actually already in this position, you know, so it... it your body weight is is actually counter uh, is kind of counterbalancing. So as they're pulling up, gravity and your weight is pulling you down. So are they're already out of socket and but they're also getting stretched. So um, it generally would last more than an hour without any kind of rest, and it would likely result in that person's death because your the body's going through such an extreme. Um, now the other names included, like we said before, reverse hanging, Palestinian hanging, um, and the Il Tormento della Corda. Um, historically, Ooh, that sounds sexy. Dangerous, <laughs> I know right? Il Tormento. Um, Historically, it was used by the medieval Inquisition. And oh, boy. Every yeah. time you see the Inquisition, I'm sorry. To Religion. Any, <laughs> to any Christian dreadheads we have, we love you to pieces. But y'all motherfuckers, just like if you're Muslim, I'm sorry. I know you had nothing to do with it, but you motherfuckers, 9-11, at oh, least from God. the official story, is kind of on you. <laughs> Anytime the Inquisition comes up, Christians certainly Catholics. Y'all might want to fucking just kind of look at the ground for a little bit and be quiet. Go <laughs> Hang on, your Joe. head. Um, yeah. yeah. So, um, and many governments as well. So, such as uh, Civil Law Court from 1543 to 1798, uh, Order of St. John at the Castellina in Valletta, uh, Malt. 
And the prop- I was supposed to be Malta, sorry. Malta. I, I, left I was like, I, that's why. Valletta, Malta. Malta. Yeah. Um, the proper trepado uh, causes permanent visible damage. There are three variants of this torture. Um, in the first one, victims have their arms tied behind their backs, like I was talking about earlier, and a large rope is then tied to the wrist and passed over a pulley or beam um, or a hook on the roof. The full weight of the subject's body is then supported by the extended and internally rotated shoulder sockets. And while. Oh. Yeah, I love this. Uh, so while the technique shows no uh, external injuries, it can cause long-term nerve, ligament, and tendon damage. Uh, again, so that's, that's like from the, that dislocation like, and that pulling of of those of those pieces. They're not used to it. You're gonna cause permanent damage, right? So even if there's physically no noticeable signs, you can't of see it, it outside. Be, yeah, yeah. There's gonna be some. There's gonna be certain angles and rotations and stuff with your <laughs> arms that you're not gonna be able to pull off because of that. Yeah, or they're gonna kind of look like a stretch Armstrong, just slightly pulled out from the back. You know, just like their arms are gonna look elongated. Stretch Armstrongs are dope toys, and that's a dope band, too. Joe, continue on. Let's close out about the strapado. Um, yeah, of course. So the technique uh, typically causes a brachial plexus injury leading to paralysis or loss of sensation in the arm. And I think the brachial plexus would be the entire complex of your upper arm and into um, the upper part of your shoulder. As about 90% of our listeners went, oh, yeah, yeah, that part. Because I don't know what you're talking about. And I just watched you point to it while you recorded it. I know, that's again, terrible. Like I remember Joe's, Joe's about a year away from becoming an RN. So if that means something to you, I don't know. Give us a five-star review. Send us a screenshot. Get a free sticker or something like that. But yeah, go, go ahead. Okay, so the second variation is known as squassation. Uh, it's like the first one, but a series of drops are added. Oh, uh, meaning wow. the victim is allowed to drop until his or her, uh, or him or her, Fall is suddenly checked by the rope. So, Fuck yeah, me. so no tension, extreme amount of tension, no tension, extreme amount of tension. It, out of socket, back, maybe partially in a socket, swelling, boom, pulled completely back out of socket. That's fucking excruciating. Yeah, so imagine like your, your arms are kind of tied, lashed behind your back, and you're uh. on, and they're lashed something above your head, right? So you're, you're already kind of stooped over, like looking like a cooked jumbo shrimp at this point. Anyway, then imagine you're standing on the kind of drop floor platform that someone would stand on if they were being hung, to where suddenly the floor disappears and you drop. That's roughly when when this was being used. That oh. would have been the implement to do it. So your drop with your arms behind you, strung up. You so uh, by the first drop, your shoulders have absolutely for sure dislocated. I would think at so. the fucking minimum. Yeah, couple of more because then they're just kind of wheeling you back up. Someone's cranking something oh. and it's pulling you back up. They'll put the floor back under you. And, I mean, we couldn't find counts, but let's say they did this three to five times. You are just shredding. You're shredding every joint and socket. You're shredding where the shoulder is, the elbows, the wrists. Mm -hmm. All of that stuff is just getting just boom and then stopped. I, I couldn't I could imagine, imagine it. I couldn't imagine it. Um, but it's uh, crazy to think that in uh, 1513, Machiavelli, Niccolo Machiavelli, um, he was supposedly imprisoned um, for, you know, the whole Medici family uh, scandal. And this was one of the primary tortures they used on him. And if you're uh, like Machiavelli, where have I heard that? For you uncultured dreadhead <laughs> swine out there, you know it for the same reason I know it. 
There's a Tupac album about it. Oh, I was about, about to it. say that just to say. So that's fine. If that's as cultured as you are, hey, put a pinky out next time you're fucking sipping on your I don't home. know who the fuck Machiavelli or all this other shit is. That's honestly what I was thinking about. liked him. Yeah, that's and all I, I know. It has something to do with faking a death, and that's when we all thought Tupac was coming back. But, you know, that's before we all learned about all kinds of other conspiracy theories that <laughs> our $50 and up donator Casey's all knows she, about she yeah. knows all well about but let's get back into this kind of stuff here yeah. joe let's talk about the third variant joe where the victim's hands are actually tied in front of them yeah so so the victim is they're it, hung the, yeah. yeah they're also hung from the hands but but they're not behind the back now no, they're kind they're of in front yeah which to me as a former fat kid and current uh, be nice. I'm chubby. I don't know. Be nice. I'm be nice more, yourself. I, I'm a good. I'm somebody who would be great to snuggle, and you could say that. <laughs> you like couch snugs with me. <laughs> I do. I'm thick enough to be kind of warm. But so to me, I'm just like, oh, that's good. You mm-hmm. know, you know, a lot of. You know, I also that's the direction my arms already go exactly, in. It shouldn't hurt as much. Yeah, the behind the things fucking sucks, but they did kind of the same thing. Yeah, they did the same thing, but also too, they added weight to the ankles. So, ah. yeah, so you're still holding your body weight plus whatever amount of God knows how much weight they're adding to your feet right. as well. Um, and again, can, you know, is causing pain and then even also possible damage, not only from like the arms, but, you know, the legs and the hips. You got weight attached to your lower half of your body. So, so the next one that's up is the foot press, yep. uh, a.k.a. the screw. Now, this consisted, Joe... Of a pair of horizontal iron plates that were slowly tightened around the bare foot. So again, we're focusing on the foot here, everybody. Uh, by means of a crank mechanism, squeezing the foot with sufficient force to pulverize the bones. Although it was quite uh, standard to line the lower plate with like ribs to prevent the foot from popping... Uh, out of the grip of the instrument, god damn, it, it fucking sucks to read it. Uh, as it became, oh god, alright, typical, uh, sorry, out of the grip of the instrument, as it became sweatier, mm, a crueler variant of this device, I don't know how you look at the original one and go, and like, I can improve that, I can make it better. I can make it hurt more. Yeah, I have, absolutely. I have looked at your torture, and there are points in your torture where there, are not, there is not enough torture. So <laughs> I have improved your torture. Yeah, so a crueler variant of this device, typically encountered in Nuremberg, Germany, lined the upper plate with hundreds of sharp spikes. Oh. That's beautiful right there. Yeah, and a version from Venice, sometimes called the foot screw or toe breaker. I do not. I have an instant dislike of the term toe breaker. I know. It doesn't matter. Because you know they're not starting with the big toe. They're starting with your pinky toe, the most vulnerable of all toes. Honestly, I think I'd rather them take that one. If you Mm. think about it, I mean, there's a lot there, but like. Pulverize the fuck out of her. Right. Well, okay, but here's the thing, though is the pinky toe. I mean, apart from letting you know where furniture is (laughs) when it's dark, it's for balance. The pinky toe. Ah. I think I'll be okay. If you got it, would you rather have a shattered big toe or a shattered pinky toe? You got one or the other. I'd rather have a shattered pinky toe. I'm, that's where I'm yeah, at. Yeah, because I'm going to put saying. a lot of weight on my big toes. That's what so. I'm saying. To me, that's the most useless toe. 
Yeah, so it connected the crank mechanism uh, to a drill that would s- that slowly mutilated the foot by boring a hole through the center of the instep as the press was tightened. Oh, oh fucking hell, the toe and breaker. who knew at this point, are we talking about actual machines? No, they're talking, talking about, about cranks. Wooden, like, yeah, cranks and ledges and yeah. shit like that. Like some motherfucker somewhere slowly pumping a foot pedal making this goddamn... Wooden monstrosity fucking go. Yeah, you know it's just a crank screwdriver. That's all the fuck they're talking just, about. Yeah, they they murdered like, like the Spitfire mechanism. Yes, they murdered like <laughs> four trees and a lot of money to make a big ass wooden toe breaker that's operated by a fucking pedal. Yeah. And that terrified Well, that was me. the instep bore side of it. Now, the toe breaker from okay. Nuremberg was a wider instrument that accommodated both feet side by side, simultaneously oh. applying crushing pressure to all ten toes. Oh, my God. This is where the prisoner, particularly stubborn or strong-willed, this press could be tightened until the plates met. So, grinding the foot bones to powder. Now, if, if that so, is crazy, so now am I correct? Yes, I'm asking this because you're far more educated and smarter and half Asian. Not the and case, not. but that okay, is bullshit, and you know, I'm it. gonna, I'm gonna hammer you. Right. Uh, well, because they're talking about shit going on with Nuremberg, we all think about the Nuremberg trials. Are yeah. we thinking Nazis? So, is this stuff that's, that Nazis are using? Yes, more than likely, and then yeah. So the Nazis were like, hey, you remember this weird (laughs) tribe that was down in South America that we researched? They had a really cool idea, but, you know, I could put some spikes on the top of that motherfucker and then make it do it both feet at one time. So if they had any hope of having one strong leg, that's done. (laughs) That's fucking, you know what I'm saying? Because that's the whole thing with compressing both is you don't have, at that point, you no longer have a dominant foot. You've got wrecked ass fucking flipper shits that fucking is going to heal all funky and shit back (laughs) then. You know what I'm saying? Who knows what you're left with? Yeah. Go ahead, though. I'm, yeah. G- yeah, I'm sorry. I don't want to fucking keep, like, imagining shit. It's just, <laughs> it just, it gets worse. So the medieval boots were built according to um, kind of like a wide array of, like, architectures or, like, engineering. Um, one commonly encountered boot consisted fundamentally of a pair of upright parallel boards that s- splinted the toes. So it <sighs> went, yeah. Oh. Turning the screws squeezed the toes between the boards, inflicting lateral pressure on the metatarsal heads and causing agony so when they're talking about that they're actually talking about the joints of the toes so when they say metatarsal heads is that the tips of the toes no that's that they're talking about the uh, joints so like the little bendy parts of the yeah. toe <laughs> yeah the lumps that aren't yeah. the tips yeah i think that's those exactly are the what they're most talking about. vulnerable spots i dude i i just don't you know. see the shit we put each other through like how much we this, hate again, each other this is indicative. Humans. Again, this is indicative of like nobody wins at war. There are casualties on both goddamn nope. sides. War, nobody actually ever fucking wins. And even if you were technically on the winning side, you still had casualties. And this is why this is ex- the exact example of why war sucks. It's like that Fallout game. All this play, shit came for fucking war. I don't war. play Fallout games, but there was that one line. I think Ron Perlman said it, where he was like, "War, war never changes. War doesn't change." However, let's not I get on any kind of soapbox. Let's stay on this kind of fucked okay. up shit here. That's so, good with me too. Uh, they, so now, curling the toes over the edge of the boot, uh, typically, mm. you know, because of the pain that was 
uh, being, you know, inflicted, gave the device an actually a stronger grip on the metatarsal heads, thereby enabling the application of maximum pressure and pain. Now, the cruelty of the torture could be increased by spacing the toes apart. So there would be something that would be put in between the toes. So like, Oh, kind of like when a monkey foot. <laughs> right, but they're saying they would put stiff wooden pegs. Now, various extensions of the instrument were designed to crush the ankle and the calf uh, or the knee along with the toes. So when they're talking about, so they have the same device that would push the foot. All right, now think of your foot from the right side to the left side, vice versa, being pushed towards each other. When they were talking about putting stuff between the toes, they would put wooden pegs between them so that you would have to. So like, obviously, if you think about like, there's nothing between your toes. Once it finally starts crushing, your 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 big toe and your smaller toe are going to curl towards the inside, like if you do it with your hand. Yeah. Everything for all five toes is going to kind of rupture and pop at once. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? As far as the way you're going to perceive time. Within this, if 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 whatever's crushing them is going at the same yeah, pattern, yeah. If you know you're crushing saying? them from top to bottom, well, no, but this if you're is side to side, but if they're doing if they're doing side to side, they were talking about they actually splinted the toes, so they were sticking. Well, no, they, pieces yeah, they in were between. putting stuff between the toes, yeah, they, but still going from the side. Yeah, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. Like you know, that's that's fucking rough. Yeah, I that's. I mean, think about trying to hold on to whatever you're believing in while that motherfucking shit's going on. <laughs> Ooh, I mean, outside of blood and, like, you and my kids, like, the rest of you motherfuckers, like, just know, no matter how good of friends we ever become, I ain't doing that for you. I can promise <laughs> you that shit. Um, the toes often protruded from the front of the boot, uh, facilitating the infliction of ancillary, uh, sorry, ancillary tortures such as forcibly tearing the nails from the toes so like you got the ends of the toes uh, there so while they're crushing them toenails are right open uh they could tear them with red hot pinchers uh, or exploring the delicate webbing between the toes uh, with a red hot iron probe now if you I, I would imagine most dreadheads are like us and you've watched some of the jackass shit yeah, I, it was either part one or part two I know of the exactly movies. What you're talking about, you're talking where, about the paper cuts. where they have the 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 the, the that that envelope. The yeah, vanilla. Manila, Manila envelope. Yeah. So okay, let's real quick. All right, so and I have to ask this question because I'm with you and I love you and you're beautiful, but you're half Filipino and like the biggest city is either that everyone's going to know about the Philippines is either Cebu or Manila. Yeah. So when I hear Manila envelope, <laughs> I <laughs> So I'm fucked up cuz then I'm like, it's all right. Yellow. <laughs> the only other thing it is, it's really yellow. <laughs> like Asian skin. Now, if, any, if anybody's upset, she's half Asian and she's oh, laughing. Yeah. I'm laughing. Put at your that. guilt aside. I don't give a shit about this is fun. That race is goddamn, and I've yes. had to buy fucking foundation. Guess we what? A yellow base. We survived COVID. We all deserve to laugh <laughs> at a thing about yellow fucking envelopes and Asian people oh. that an a-, a half Asian just lost their shit at. <laughs> fucking calm down, everybody. But but I always I didn't know because also because of the color I was like, is it Manila? envelope or a vanilla envelope 
manila. It's a manila. Why is it called a manila? I don't envelope? know. Would have to Google it and find out. But I say we'll get on that after we get the episode. I feel recorded. like at some point we need to hook up a camera and do like a live stream with all the dreadheads <laughs> for like an hour and figure this shit out because either I'm really off because you and me were raised so different. We didn't even. Oh meet, God damn, yeah. You know what I'm saying? We didn't even meet till we were like fucking like what, like 15 or 16. Yeah. yeah. And we only knew each other for like a year and then didn't meet again for like four or five years. No, no, is there no. Roughly. 15 to 16. Eh. And then we got together when we were, tw- when I was 20. Well, no, we were both 20. You just about turned 21. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, yeah, so, you're right. My bad. Right. Yeah, it was so about four years where we lost contact. My bad. There we go. There we go. Okay. All right. So, an alternative boot. Yeah, everybody, we're talking about the boot. Hang on now. Because we're <laughs> fucking swerving. This is basically the equivalency of audio drinking and driving right now. <laughs> Not with Joe. Joe's just pregnant and she's just, she has so many natural vitamins and foodstuffs <laughs> going through her right now. She's, yeah, she's almost like a different person. However, uh, an alternative boot of streamlined, des- of, uh, streamlined design into which the barefoot was locked with an iron pin, squeezed the toes between iron bars until the bones were fractured. A hinged variant, cheaply manufactured from cast iron, was used to torture slaves in colonial America. Now look, we've been on feet enough. I know, it's fucked up. Well, we've been on feet enough and we're we're closing on an hour here. So I want to immediately move right over to this one because this one, I don't even know how to phrase this other than being, I mean, we're going to get, we're going to talk about it when we talk about it, but this is one that's still up for debate to the best of my knowledge. I do not know if there's any actual physical evidence this happened, but there is telling of it, but it's fucking gruesome as shit. Thought we'd bring it up. Mm. Joe. Let's talk about the blood eagle. Now, the blood eagle was a method of ritually executing uh, uh, um, someone. Uh, it's like a chosen member. This is mostly taking place with like the Norse, the Vikings. So now we yeah. get, we get, we're back to fucked up white people. It doesn't <laughs> matter what happens on this show. Eventually, something goes back to fucked up white people. <laughs> if you're talking about serial killers, they're fucked up traditions and weird shit like that. I'm sorry. Yeah, y'all are some crazy fucking bastards. I mean, part of me is <laughs> Although like, you get browner than I do, so I could pr- you probably aren't as white as what you think you are. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I want to... I'd love to know. You should do, um. I think, was that a genetic test? So. I did the free ancestry thing and like... It no, was, I'm was, talking about the DNA one. It's that a swab. pie chart was ridiculous. <laughs> They were just like, oh, it's ridiculous I don't how many variations know. of your last name there are in the spelling and pronunciation. It it's is nuts. maddening here in the South with your last name. It is. All right, but anyways, so, like, yeah, yeah let's we go back digress. to the Blood Eagle. So now, yes. uh, this again, it was used. Uh, as far as the actual accounts of it being used, it was in late Norse uh, poetry and stories. Uh, according to the two instances mentioned in the sagas, now the sagas. Dreadhead's easy here. I don't have some sort of fucking even a passing degree in Norse mythology, but the sagas are they're a big part story-wise of the different stories that kind of make up like the Viking Norse yeah. religion mythology, however you fucking view it. I'm not here to fucking judge. Uh the victims in both cases, members of royal families, were placed into a prone position. 
their ribs severed from the spine with a very sharp tool. Hopefully it was fucking sharp enough. And their lungs were pulled through the opening that was that was severed between the ribs and the spine to create a pair of quote unquote wings. Mm. So now this is but another yeah, the, one that the, you have a, the picture of that's yeah. part of the of the the image for this podcast. No matter if you're listening on whatever device or on YouTube or BitChute. It kind of the image is kind of reminiscent of like something you would see out of Spawn. It's just really weird just how they manipulated the ribs out and pulled the lungs out like um but again until uh, we'd like to explain this that until the 1980s there was a continuing debate about whether that right or this right was actually literally in an invention, you know, through um uh storytelling a mistranslation of like original text or was an actual historical authentically or authentically historical practice. Um, but there are no contemporary accounts of the right existing in the scant references in the sagas are several hundred years after the Christianization of Scandinavians. So um, again, there's no way to fuck Christians coming in, just fucking up a history. Yo, I mean, uh, again, like I, I hate said, being I, like I, that y'all. If you're no, a Christian, I'm well, sorry. Again, I think that if anyone, if you know, like a modern Christian, yeah, yeah, they Most don't of them are it. fucking chill. They kind yeah. of fucking, they're kind of in line. You know, America's the kind of place for that. The Baptists are a little nuts. There was well, there was a lot. There was a lot of Christian influence on a lot of the founding documents and shit like that. I know there's people who argue on both sides of that, but look, it is what it is. We're in the year 2022, right? I'm right there. Yeah, 2022. Yeah, we're in that year. Like we got a fucking, you know. We gotta fucking all come together and be chill with all of this shit. So now, uh, back to talking about the Blood Eagle. In the 1970s, uh, Alfred Smith, there's a Y there. It's not S-M-I-T-H. So it's Smith or it's Smite. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, uh, He supported the the, the historical accuracy of uh, the Blood Eagle stating that it is clearly like a human sacrifice that oh, the Norse would perform to the uh, god to honor their god Odin. I mean, mm. now God, there uh, Odin is the big fucking cheese in Norse myth- uh, mythology. If you don't know much about it, now uh, Ronald Hutton wrote a book, "The Pagan Religions of the Ancient British Isles: Colon Their Nature uh, and Legacy and Legacy." Sorry, there we go. Uh, he's like, uh, there's the very, he, he talked about the blood eagle, the killing of a defeated warrior by uh, pulling up his ribs and lungs through his back. Uh, and they said that it uh, has been shown to be almost a, a pretty, basically a made up part of Christian myth, basically trying to characterize the Vikings as savages, as, you know, people who you can't trust them. They're to be immediately feared and hated. Uh, and there was a lot of different uh, belief systems and people who went through that. Um, so, you know, and then that Christians were kind of like mishandling their mis- mythology or whatever. But uh, so as far it's like if you're not taking any kind of historical act, you know, authenticity of it, uh, there were people who literally this past year. Uh, concluded that the ritual, the way it was described, was not inconsistent either with physiology or the tools available within the socio-culture context of the Viking era. Okay. So there was nothing physically 
or what was available to them at the time to do this that would have stopped them from being able to do this. You technically could have done this to a human where you cut open their back, cut the fucking ribs off of the spine, pulled the lungs through. There is a way with the tools that were available at the time. That was physically was possible. Yeah, yeah. So it was physically possible. Which again, you got to sit there and think that a lot of the stuff that's made up is fantasy. Usually, if it's found out that like, oh, well, what that what we thought was fantasy actually did exist, it it turns out that like the exact act ended up somewhere in history. So like, we basically lost the part of history that showed that it literally did exist. Uh, but someone imagined something that actually did exist, and I think that's what we have going on here. Who knows how often it was used or anything like that, but I mean, you have something that's basically a myth that does fit along with the tools at the time, and they are able to physically pull this off. And I'm not knocking anybody who still has a Norse religion or any of that (laughs) shit, but everyone knows, for better or worse, it could be propaganda, what the fuck ever, but the brutality of the Vikings. Yeah. You know, so I would imagine this would be reserved for kind of like, rebel clans their leaders certain people that were giving him certain promise really wanting to send a fucking message to somebody is the only reason you would do anything like this mm-hmm. no fucking reason to yeah. do that but yeah um they also even concluded that um if it was performed even in its like most extreme variants um that was actually depicted in the, depicted in the sagas uh, the subject of the torture still lived at that point. Death would have followed the severing of the ribs from the spine within seconds, um, due either to exsanguination or asphyxiation, so bleeding out or lack of oxygen. Well, uh, that's uh, really fucking gross, Joe, so let's move <laughs> right along to the very last one we're talking about on this episode, and that is the act of denailing. Now, dreadheads... Do you exist? Do you have a physical form? I don't know at what year this might be someone listening to it, and we've evolved beyond the need for that. But however, if you are a uh, homo sapien, humanoid, whatever, and you have fucking fingernails, and you have fucking toenails, (laughs) we're going to send this last little subject line out to you with a... Fucking nice little fucked up kiss sealed with it. Joe, <laughs> let's finish this one off right. Talk to us a little bit about denailing. All right. So this is the extraction of the nails from the fingers and or to- toes, either as an accident, a medical procedure to treat severe nail infections, or as a method of torture. So we're obviously talking about the latter. Uh, removed nails can grow back normally over several months if the nail matrix is left intact through surgical extraction. Oh. Uh, now, if that matrix is damaged by trauma, it so can now, result... Hold, 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 hold. So, 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 and I want you to go right back to it, but I feel like you immediately understood because i remember when i was taking these notes i was like i was like i made like a middle note like ask joe like when it's talking about the matrix thing that's that is white that like almost like a membrane kind of thing like what yeah, is that you, you kind of have to think about it as like it's the connective tissue between your fingernail and the skin underneath it so you're quick what- you know when you like go into the quick that that pain that you feel is you pushing into that nail bed matrix 
So that's what keep that's what basically attaches the nail to the finger to yes. the actual physical skin. Yeah, so I I forget the digit. the specifics, the very very minute specifics, but no, essentially, that's fine. yeah, but essentially you're like epidermis, that's it's a form of dead cells. It's pushed out of the tip of your fingers as protection for uh, the last piece of that bone. Um and that matrix it gives it just enough of a blood supply to continue growing from that point and then once it turns red, it no longer has a blood supply. Um, and that's when it's technically dead, dead. I think that's how it's, how it works. And I could be wrong. I'm, I'm completely pulling that out of a memory from when I was like seven, maybe 16, 15 years old in anatomy and physiology. Tell you what, as a full grown adult that pays like a mortgage and taxes and stuff, it sounded good to me. (laughs) But, um, so... Uh, either way, you know, obviously, if, if if there is trauma to that matrix, you know, sometimes it won't grow back correctly. It'll grow back wonky. Um, if it's burnt by a heated instrument, you know, there's going to be growth that may produce nails which are striped, thin, broken, um, big old longitudinal uh, se- segments. But uh, regardless, medieval sources describe this torture, which begins by securing the face upward to a tabletop, fixing fixing the hands by chains around the wrist. And the bare feet by chains around the ankles. Male forceps or pliers often heated red hot individually grasps each nail in turn and slowly pries it from the nail bed before tearing it free completely from the tip of the digit. So a more painful variant used in medieval Spain was performed by introducing a sharp wedge of wood or metal between the flesh and each nail. So we're talking about like at the tips of your toes, they would just wedge something between the skin. It's slowly hammering the wedge under the nail until it was torn free. See, I thought I was going to have a second. Now that's trauma. I thought I was going to have a second to talk about the normal method of denailing because it is fucked up as shit. And then it just winds you up. And then before before I could even get uncreaked (laughs) enough to fucking bring up a point, you moved on to something fucking worse with the court of the medieval Spanish. And I mean, there was a thing, there was an inquisition, Joe, at one point that involved some Spaniards. (laughs) And I think that they were so involved in it. That they named it after him, and Christianity was kind of your thing again. Christian dreadheads, I love you, but accept your shit. That's all I'm saying. We all got our shit, except yours. But so, was there a reason why when they would denail somebody? Was there like a. Was it simply for pain, or was there any other reason to actually use. Like, like for the pinchers or whatever to pro- for for them being red hot, like heated up. Probably just to burn the tip of the finger, you know, the tip of the finger. I would assume anything it touches, pain. yeah, for additional pain and also too, if you think about it, and as you're ripping, rising, what's yeah, what if you have happening. to regrip, if you think about it, if you have to regrip, it's not one full motion and you're just coming back to it. Those fuckers are gonna stay red hot for a while. So it's then right. also touching just wounded seared you know pulled apart skin and it's searing that so yeah yeah kind of well well, somewhat it's probably not intended to keep them going yeah but for the first couple times those things are probably still hot enough to carterize no absolutely yeah but still that the the excruciating amount of pain fucking heinous yeah so along with foot roasting this procedure was actually used to break we talked about foot roasting yes we did like yeah how delicious that might be (laughs) 
because <laughs> I've ate pig's feet that were decent. So. <laughs> but let's move on beyond that. If you want to know more about that, y'all better dig into the uh, first two episodes about mm-hmm. it. Where we talk. It's, I can't remember. I, I believe it's epi- is it's Tortures and Executions Part 1, oh, where man. I talk about foot roasting and eating it because I, I actually like pig feet. <laughs> Uh, and then something well, like that. Well, there was that, that guy that uh, got his friends to eat uh, foot tacos out of his foot that had to be amputated. I would so fucking do that. Just to I know. Mean, the thing of it is, is that, all right, I've eaten various taco, burrito, whatever, <laughs> from a few different food trucks. We both have. We yeah. enjoy that shit. We, we, we enjoy that. Right. And even the stuff where we're, yeah, like we're like, oh, cabeza. Ooh, it's brain. Yeah. Cool. Let's do Let's try that. Try that. Yeah. Like, even at that point. Us, someone willing to pay someone to put brain on a corn tortilla, along with some cilantro and diced onion and like, you know, maybe a squeeze of lime and some fucking red salsa. Mm -hmm. You know, like, who knows what meat they were. I didn't see where the meat came from. The meat just came out. Body, body parts. Believing it. Gonna keep anyway, it. so this was used to actually, this particular torch was used to actually break the Knights Templar. Uh, the remarkably bitter cruelty is that sometimes this actually shattered the Knights' sanity as well. Another variant I involves... Mean, I can imagine, it, I mean, uh, th- that's the point where, like, you have more resolve than sanity. Uh, like, it's yeah. when that were, like, physically you could put up with it more, but, like, you're mentally fucking cracking. Exhausted, yeah, from that. I mean, that. who knows? Who yeah. kno- mentally, who knows what any of us is capable of? Yeah. We all like to sit there and think about, like, physically what we... We know what physically we should do uh-huh. in a lot of situations. Even if it requires some really harsh shit, we could immediately kind of, like, mentally... Uh, reevaluate and put ourselves mentally and know physically what we need to do. But we never know what the fuck it's going to do to us. Okay. Well, another variant involved using rough uh, skewers of wood or bone dipped in uh, boiling sulfur. (gasps) Several such skewers were slowly driven into the flesh under the prisoner's toenails, which reminds me of the movie Takashi Miike. Yeah, one of the shorts. Yeah, there we go. Well, no, it wasn't one. They did it on that. We watched uh, it on the short, I thought. No, we watched it on that. What was it like? Three Extremes movie. Yeah, they had they had the movie where they had dumplings. Dumplings, but it was the short. Eventually, because I believe that was actually directed by Fruit Chan. Yeah, and the short became so popular off of that movie that he ended up doing a full length Mm -hmm. off of it. Takashi Miike, I forget. It was something, oh man, it was a series of some cable thing or it was satellite HBO. thing was putting out. And I know because I know um, the movie, it was the movie or whatever, it's called Cigarette Burns. It was done by John Carpenter. Uh, it was whatever series that was on, and they had recruited Takashi Miike to do it. He turned in imprint into them. Uh-huh. And they would never That's air it right, live. That's right. Yeah. Okay. I believe it ended up on the box set. Yeah. Because that's but, how you can watch it. Yeah. But then it was also on like the three extremes or something. But we mm-hmm. have seen it. Very good. But yes, the whole thing about things going underneath fingernails and toenails. Oh, and oh then audition. God damn. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> Joe, 
let's wrap this up, Joe. Right. Figure it, yeah, finish it, it out. All right. So, so the skewers done. were dipped in boiling oil, served with dual purpose of both burning the incredibly, incredibly sensitive flesh and lubricating the needles so that the torturer could freely explore a wide surface area beneath the toenail. So toenail grabbing it and in and it kind lube. of slowly pulling think it out, going pulling, in a different direction. Think of someone that pulls out a bottle and on it it says nail lube. Oh, that's gross. Pain. Nothing but pain. <laughs> Continue. When enough skiers had been driven home to pry each nail loose from its bed, the nail was torn out at the root with a pair of pliers. Uh. The German witch hunters were especially fond of this ingenious torture, which wasn't easily administered as it was portable and inexpensive. <laughs> God damn. All right. So the denailing torture was heavily used. The best used. thing about this torture method is that I can roll it up in my backpack and <laughs> I can pack it up with my strutel and my schnitzel. Oh, God. It was heavily used during the Armenian uh, genocide of uh, the 1910s. United Nations uh, Istanbul Protocol describes nail removal and the assertion of objects such as wire under nail and uh, underneath the nail is... Um, forms of torture i'd love to know what was their default like what tipped the line there what was the finally being like all right now well now it's torture now it has to be a rule oh my god (laughs) how about we just go common sense that's that's fuck man you don't know not necessary i don't think any bit of information is that necessary to have i'm struggling to come up with an object that if someone waved in front of me right now i was like i'm gonna put that under your fingernails that i wouldn't go fuck no please don't do that (laughs) You know what I'm saying? That like I could physically observe. I like I wouldn't want someone to put like a, a decent sized pebble under my fingernail. You know, it, shit gets tender in there. I know exactly. Yeah. So, um, in the aftermath of uh, Italy's Republican referendum after World War II efforts to prosecute former officials in the fascist government for collaboratism and war crimes resulted in the legal differentiation between the concepts of normal brutality, cruel brutality, and particularly cruel brutality. Right. So essentially, they're just saying, like okay. System. Soft, medium, too hard, way too hard. Um, right. And I, I, I don't know. I just feel torture is just goddamn it. It's not necessary. No, but it is. But it is. It, it. It's. See, this is the whole thing. Like when it comes to stuff, it has to be handled by the law. It has to be broken down like this because mm. you can't take in certain people's feelings. Certain things may. I mean. Honestly, you and I could experience the exact same things happening to us. And for either one of us, it may not exactly be a form of torture. Yeah. I, you know what well, I'm they saying? Even so, said that, so I like the fact yeah. that they at least tried to put like almost a ranking system on it personally. So, yeah. Go yeah. Ahead. So, and I guess is an interesting way of classifying it is that uh, cruel brutality is kind of defined as horrifying even those that are familiar with torture which is kind of interesting so yeah, you're doing some you know. fucked up shit when that one comes in that's the that's the big daddy that's the big mama yeah that, yeah that third tier is not getting pulled out very often at all <laughs> yeah 
Um, so the independent international fact-finding mission on um, Venezuela in Venezuela documented that uh, senior Lieutenant Franklin Caldera, detained in 2019 during the Nicolas Maduro administration, was subjected to several methods of torture, including cutting and insertion of needles under his fingernails. Oh. And under the Daniel Ortega administration, political prisoners in Nicaragua have been subjected to torture, including denailing. So it, oh at least it's gosh. up in, this isn't one that's actually left in the history books. It's actually being practiced um, in farther reaches of the world still yet. I mean, the thing is, is that as long as you're having physical war, you know, which which leads yeah. to the possibility of POWs, you know what I'm saying, prisoners yeah. of war, th- this method's never going to die out. That's, no. That is... For the foreseeable future, I don't know why evolutionarily we would develop tougher nerve endings between our nails. The nails are there to protect that part of the finger. You know what I'm saying? Like, underneath that nail, that part of the finger can be so fucking weak because it has a good covering. Yeah, I know. But the moment someone exploits the one weakness it has, it is so fucking weak. I know. Weak. And it's, uh, yeah, I was about to say, I think it's because of that weakness of that appendage of your, like, your little digits. Like, that, I think that makes it kind of cringeworthy. But I still wouldn't put that. I don't know. I don't think I'd actually put that under the cruelty branding. I think that'd be like, you know, kind of small potatoes on the totem pole. And God uh, damn it, we know escapism. <laughs> I mean, I mean, f- Fair play, but I mean we're in part three of this now, and I mean yeah. there's st- there's stuff that's all over the spectrum at this point, but but no, I I I fucking really hate the idea of denailing because we've talked about enough uh like torture positions, methods of restraining people to really make some very sensitive parts of their body very fucking vulnerable yeah absolutely and so when you sit here and think about like the longer this kind of thing goes on and trust me like just going off of the list we have and we we assembled this list early we assembled this list is like what we classify under tortures and executions we assembled this list and don't worry we're wrapping up dreadheads keep it easy uh, this was like very early on. I'm not even sure if we had done our first episode of Spread the Dread, or it was certainly within two weeks of it. Well, we came up with this series and we wanted to mm-hmm. cover it, and we and we put out a bunch of stuff. Yeah, and like pretty much everything so far has just been from that. We haven't really had to pull in a lot of other stuff. No, no, it's actually been from the original list. Yeah, right, right. But still, to me. Denailing really fucking stands out. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's just so tender. <laughs> when you think about the human body, like don't think about bone. Mm-hmm. Keep bones out of this. Now think about what's totally external on the human body. You've got hair. Mm-hmm. You've got skin, and then and then you got nails. What else have you got? I mean, you got calluses if you have some fucking <laughs> shitty fucking you know what I'm saying some shit like that. But normally. You just got fucking skin, which is really subjectable to some shit. Mm-hmm. Then what? You got hair? Hair? Fucking? You can't you stand can too close. You can't stand too close to your fucking vent during Christmas time, <laughs> or you'll fucking singe your hair. <laughs> What's the toughest thing externally? Nail. Yeah. No. And then you. Then there's that one way to get in there. Fuck that shit. <laughs> Fuck that shit. So yeah, Joe. 
That wraps up Tortures and Executions Part 3. It was great to get back on this series. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and we still have another one in the works. We do. There's at least two more. Yeah, yeah, you're actually right, because hey, of the notes. I now remember the updated list. You're right, yeah. Probably right, at least and, two uh, more. And, and as uh, Joe, Joe and me spoke about at the beginning of the episode, there's a ton of scripts are already done. Mm-hmm. Doesn't even include the next part of Tortures and Executions, which is actually the very next one I'm working on, which will be part four. Okay, yeah, there we go. But we're we're going to at least get to a part five on this. Okay. For fucking sure. And we've already got another se- uh, not season, a series or two that we've talked about doing once we kind of wrap this up. Yeah, and we Move may even ask to- you guys. We may even ask you guys, and this is a good reason actually fucking follow us on Instagram, is that we may actually ask you guys and see what you want us to cover. What's next after Tortures and Executions? Right, or you could be like Casey or Christopher. And if you do the $50 donation, <laughs> I mean, honestly, at this point, I mean, they came up with actual topics like names. Mm-hmm. But if you if you came up with something that would be better suited for, you know, a kind of a continuing series, I'll absolutely yeah, down absolutely. for listening to that. But, uh, but yeah, Joe, that wraps up uh, episode 31, yep. the third part of Tortures and Executions yep. as we move right along. Love talking to this. Again, thank all of y'all so much that are fucking listening and telling other people. Big ups again to uh, Casey and Christopher for that donation. Again, if you want to be able to suggest your own topic to us, go to spreadthedreadpodcast.com from there. You're going to find links to all of our social media, all the different podcast platforms that air us as well as the the uh, donation tiers, our store, so that if you want to do like Casey and Christopher and want to donate and be able to do your own uh, topic to us, it's all listed right there. All right then, Dreadheads, have a great day. And just like our man Jack Torrance says, Why don't you start right now and get the fuck out of here?